Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu. Happy New Year 2021. Today we have a very special episode. We got a lot of podcasters in the house, myself, as well as Perfirio Rangel. Perfirio, how's it going? Good, Henry. It's a new year. Um, and I'm excited to talk about comics and all the geeky stuff. I miss doing these. Same here. Also, we have Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you? Doing well, Henry. Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody. And I had a very safe uh, holiday, and I hope everyone did as well. We also have the man known as Rainier. Rainier, how are you? I am good. It's glad to be, I'm glad to be back. 2021, new me, new year, new everything. Love it, love it, love it. And a very special guest, we have David from the Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture podcast. David, how are you doing? Henry, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm, do I'm doing good, much like you guys. Uh, ringing in the new year. Hopefully, like I said, 2021, got to be better. It's got to be better, guys. So, yeah. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, David. Um, this is me. this is momentous, man. This is like our first ever crossover event. And you know, in comics, crossover events are like, they're the shit, you know, <laughs> they're the best. You know, as, as long as it's not extinction, we're okay. Uh, I'll leave it alone. So. <laughs> there, there you go. Love it. All right. So this is going to be our 2021 most anticipated episode. So we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to this year. Uh, but yeah, we we're kind of talking about this earlier. Um, it's a kind of interesting time of year because at the end of the year, we always talk about, you know, what was the best stuff of the year? And then like at the beginning of the year, we look forward, right? But the time in between, you know, the winter break time of year, that's usually when a lot of us watch a lot of stuff on TV, right? We have some downtime and we just take in a lot of content. Uh, so I don't think we should gloss over what we saw during our respective winter breaks, right? Um, a lot of stuff came out, a lot of stuff ended. You know, we're talking Wonder Woman 1984, we're talking The Mandalorian, uh, Cobra Kai, um, love to go around the room a bit and just kind of, kind of talk about this stuff. Now, my myself, I have not seen Wonder Woman 1984, and I know a lot of you have, so I would love to hear your guys' opinion on this movie. Um, Rainier has not been on the podcast in a while, so maybe you could start it off. What do you think, Rainier? Yeah. Um... Wonder Woman 1984, huge expectations. Uh, love the first movie. Uh, what can I say about 84? Um, it's awesome that I got to watch it in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> Usually we'd be at the midnight showing watching it uh, the day before release. So it was exciting to be able to do that. Um, man, sure. I enjoyed it, um, but I don't think it held up to my expectations because I really loved the first one. Um, I could see the direction they went with. Um, wait, we're not spoiling this, are we? Because you haven't seen it, right, Henry? 
I have not seen it. So yeah, maybe we can keep it uh, spoiler free <laughs> at the moment. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, you don't want to tell them about the alien invasion at the end or like that. You don't want to do that. Or, yeah, the zombies. Oh, okay, we will tell them about that then. Or the vampires. <laughs> yeah. Bobo uh, um, appearance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's it 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 didn't quite carry the 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 same of the same amount of weight that I think the first one had. Um, how do I not spoil this thing for you? It's hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> it did have. I mean, I think. I think the surprise of it is that um, it carried a bit of a Richard Donner feel like within the first like opening scene. That's what I felt. And I, I mentioned this, I think uh, Henry in one of our other comic Slack channels <laughs> that uh, it made me think why 1984, that's a very specific date. Like why not 1980 or 1987, 85 and uh, Superman three was aired in nineteen eighty was aired in 1983. So I think 84 was specifically chosen. Um, oh. oh man, I can't spoil this thing. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. Wasn't, wasn't what I expected. Got it. Any other thoughts from uh, any others? Okay. So 1984, it was, let me just say decent. I, I had high expectations for it, and it just kind of let me down. Like, Rainier, like, the the first one, I thought was good. And then, so I came in watching 84 with high expectations. It didn't live up to it. Um, there were just so much, like, scenes where I felt like it was unnecessary and didn't, wasn't needed. Um, but, I mean, I guess overall since we had nothing like a, we haven't had a big blockbuster movie since because of COVID and everything, I guess it satisfied my needs, my comic needs, but it wasn't anything special on my end. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you guys are, but whenever I watch something like new, like off comics, I usually have my wife with me or my, you know, if you guys have significant others or whatever, I like to use her as a soundboard a lot of times because she has, she is not involved in comics at all. It doesn't really interest her. She just knows it's something I like. But like when we were watching this, she's, you know, constantly saying things like we get through a simple, like, well, why did, why did they have that conversation? You know, like, why is that, what's going on here? Why are we doing this? You know, it's just like, what does this do to progress the story? And I like, you know, Perfurio was saying, it's like, what does this do to advance the story? It's, I was constantly saying that even though the cinematography of it and the acting in, I, I loved it. You know, I loved um, uh, uh, Maxwell Lord, who, who plays him. I should know his name because he plays Mandalorian and he's basically ruled our lives. Uh, Pedro, Pascal. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. There you go. And he, he did an excellent Maxwell Lord. I, I thought he did an excellent job with him. But it's it, it's you can't rest your laurel it couldn't i don't think it was you couldn't rest your loyal laurels on the just the acting and the uh, uh cinema cinematography you, if you don't have a story there like everyone else kind of said it just kind of makes you it kind of fell flat you know that's that's kind of how i felt about it a little bit but you know okay. sounds like uh disappointment across the board here christian what about you I thought I thought this movie was terrible. I really did not like oh. this movie at all. <laughs> He's going for the jugular. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it more than me. I, I do gotta agree with David. Like the cinematography and acting was was pretty good, but uh, yeah, the story was um really all over the place. Uh, you know, it's it is hard not to talk about spoilers and like specific like scenes that didn't work for me, or like kind of like the fact that like stuff would happen without much setup. Uh, I guess I'll just say that as far as like story story beats that happen and um like I was a real big fan of the first one I really liked the setting of like World War 1 and like the way they used like the care dynamic between Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman and kind of like you know that big scene where she uh she get like in the trenches where she gets up and like fights through no man's land like I really like that first Wonder Woman movie. I've read, you know, I've read the comics, but like this movie is such a weird departure from that. Just overall, like it, it, it like it, it feels more in the vein of like Aquaman in a way, which I, you know, I also kind of I liked Aquaman, but I think that like not as much, and I it felt like a like it wanted to be Aquaman, but it was like a bit of a step down. Mm-hmm. Henry, you might have to you might have to put in a free pass for spoilers here because man there's so much to talk about (laughs) well this might be good because uh we don't want to spend too much time on this one particular film so um maybe we can leave the spoilers for another time um i'll I'll leave my review at that hopefully i didn't spoil (laughs) any bit of it right there cool there we go yeah and you know we did bring up pedro pascal as a good segue into the mandalorian season two did complete at the end of 2020 now has everyone watched all of mandalorian yes okay all right okay three times three this times is actually, this okay. is actually quite funny henry henry knows that i'm notorious for like starting something and like kind of savoring it towards the end so i'll wait a little bit that's right but because we've just been stuck at home i've had nothing but time to watch everything oh, nice. so i'm caught up on everything oh, <laughs> and christian i know you uh hadn't seen any of the episodes uh you know up, up until like pretty recently right yeah so you caught a big time it was all over and then just got like a Disney plus subscription, like pretty much right on Christmas and oh, then wow. just, you know, watched it over like the course of like three or four days. Wow. Okay. So again, let's not spend too much time. So, um, why don't we just, why don't we just get our opinion on one single thing and we can talk spoilers here, right? Because we've all seen it and I'll give the spoiler alert. Everyone listening in big time spoilers for Mandalorian season two. Let's talk about Luke Skywalker. All right. Um, uh. so yeah, wait, we're not talking about Grogu. <laughs> I mean, there's just, no, I think there's he too is much not named. He's never will be named. <laughs> I still can't accept that name. Grogu. I cannot. It doesn't really roll Forever off the tongue. Does it? Not really. Uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about. There's Boba Fett. I mean, come on. So just, just so we don't go completely off the rails and like two hours later, we're like, what happened? Let's let, why don't we just talk about the very end when Luke Skywalker shows up, uh, thoughts on this moment. I mean, my first thought was like, is it him? Could it be him? Is it him? Oh my God, it's him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Same same reaction, like just like dramatize that like a hundred times more and with wine. I was like, no, <laughs> no, 
Green lightsaber? No, no, it hey. can't be. Oh my sh- shit! This <laughs> man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you guys are 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 voicing my experience pretty well, also because yeah, when I saw that X-wing, I'm like, wait a minute, could that be him? And then yeah, you see the green lightsaber. You see the one hand that's gloved. It's like holy shit, that's got to be him, right? Um, David, I know you're a huge Star Wars fan. You said I, I, you've seen this season three times, right? What are your I've thoughts? Se- I've seen the whole show. I watched it once by myself. I started watching season one by myself. And then I watched season two by myself while it was coming out. And my wife was like, well, what's the big deal about this? And so we watched it all back to back over Christmas, you know, because we were stuck inside. And then um, I've been kind of rewatching it again with my buddy, too, because I go to his house and watch it. And man, it. It got me every time. The minute he start, he said the green light starts pops out. You see the the missing or the, not the missing hand, his robot hand, yeah. and then they do the silhouette. It's the same as like whenever Darth Vader puts his lightsaber out and he's got the smoke come out. The exact same thing, and I'm just like, "Take me home, Jesus! I'm good. Just take me home." <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I have now, a question for you guys. At what point did you? like realize and confirm it's actually Luke Skywalker. For me, it was when they showed the lightsaber hilt. No, I, I was in complete denial until I saw his, saw his face. Saw his face. They're not going to do that. They can't do that. I was like, there's no way they could keep a secret this big. Like, no way. Like, like, you needed the visual confirmation, right? I did. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I once I saw that the gloved hand, I was like, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, pretty cool. it's either it's either Michael Jackson got a lightsaber <laughs> and he's going after bad guys, or it's Luke right. Skywalker. Those are the only right. people I could think of. Yeah. It, it was really cool. Mark Hamill actually tweeted um about how he was surprised the secret was able to be, have kept um so long up until it was aired. Just because you know there's so many people that are on production and it's like people talk and yeah. if you see them on set, something's happening, right? You, you know, you know, Disney was just hovering over that that lawsuit button. Like anybody gets this out, they're dead. You know, they just they were like, oh, yeah, yeah especially with so, social media and everybody like giving like their two cents about what's going to happen and who's been casted. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised none of this ever got leaked or or yeah. like, what if Luke Skywalker was the you know the the Jedi that um, baby Yoda's looking for whatever. Right. Now, I don't want to rain on the Luke Skywalker parade here, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on the de-aging CGI. Because personally, I thought it was pretty bad. Like, I thought his face looked pretty plastic and um, it didn't look quite right to me. Did you think it was Grandma Tarkin bad or was it? Uh... <laughs> it was definitely reminiscent of that, I think. Okay. I yeah. That. Which I, which, yeah, I thought that was pretty bad also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you a little bit on that. It, it was a little bit of disappointment. I, I honestly think I know why they did it. You know, why they brought him in to do it because obviously he's, he's Mark Hamill. You know, they want to have that char- that actor play that character. But I really wish they maybe would have picked somebody else to play him. I don't know. A little part of me wanted to do that because honestly, you know, how many episodes is he going to be in in the next season? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's going to get paid big movie budget money, and I don't know if they're going to have it. I mean, they might get it from Disney since it's been so popular, but I I I just don't know if they'll do it. So that's kind of where I kind of after 
after the high came, the lows, my brain started thinking, I'm like, man, I don't know if he's going to be in this next season. So I don't know how you, how do you guys feel about it? I don't know if you guys were watching it in ultra HD. I mean, I was watching it in t- 1080p and it looked pretty good to me. Some of us are peasants. Okay. <laughs> it didn't look awful to me. It didn't look, um, I think, I, I think like sort of the happy medium would have been like, maybe they didn't need to show his face like full completely in the light. Maybe they could have given it a little shadow for a little bit of mystery, but you get who it is. That's a good point. You know, I think a lot of these de-aging scenes, if they're done in a particular way, they can work, right? If like, yeah, maybe they're in the shadows a bit. Maybe, you know, another thing I was thinking with Luke Skywalker, you know, we know the older Luke Skywalker has a big beard, right? In The Last Jedi and everything. Um, if, the, if he had like the beginnings of a beard or maybe a full-on beard at this point, that might've worked better because... Like I couldn't help but look at this CGI face and just think that does not look like a young Mark Hamill. Whereas if he had a beard, he, he would have looked kind of like a different person. So maybe they could have got away with it. Um, but that was the choice they made. And I thought it was a little if, lacking. If we're going to give him the beard, he needs to have a little bit of blue milk on like stain. <laughs> <laughs> just stay there kind of going. There if go. you're going to do that, you got to have it. Yeah, I feel like they probably pulled him right out of Return of the Jedi because they were trying to give us a timeline. Yeah, but I mean, you know, enough time could have passed where he had maybe had a different something of a different look. But yeah, I think they they tried to make him look like he was straight out of Return of the Jedi. And just I don't know, the technology isn't quite there yet, I think. No, that definitely not. Yeah. We need to talk about Ahsoka, though, right? (laughs) Oh, Rosario Dawson. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she's my girl now. She's that was, my girl. I, that was I, a great episode. Oh, I'm so ready for her 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 series, guys. I don't know how you guys are, but I'm I've got it on my calendar. My wife, that's why my wife actually even said, she "Goes, are they going to make a TV show about her?" And I go, "Well, they they better." And then was it like a week later they announced it, they or announced a couple it. weeks later? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, thank you. You guys made a smart move." Of course, they did all those other TV shows and everything. I think they're just gonna like pump the star wars cow for all it's worth so we'll see how how far it goes so, but we shall see so yeah again we don't want to oh go ahead christian oh sorry uh i was saying you, you definitely could see that they were like planting the seeds this season yeah for um like later shows like boba fett and yep. um ahsoka and then um were they going to make a show on the other Mandalorian characters? Or are, those, or are they just going to be like season three? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything? I don't I don't know, honestly. There's a season yeah, three coming, not. though, right, for Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. There uh, definitely yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. And I think officially there's just two spinoffs so far, yeah. right? The Ahsoka show and the Boba Fett show, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens from there. But... Uh, yeah, a lot to be excited about. Uh, so, uh, oh, before we move on, um, anything else? Like we had all this, uh, a lot of us had a fair amount of time off. Uh, anything else uh, worthy of note? Everyone watch uh, Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai yeah. came out about a yes. week ago. <laughs> yeah, Excellent show. Definitely loved season three of Cobra Kai. A lot, a lot of fun. fun to watch a lot of fun it, it's a it's pretty ridiculous and not very believable most of the time but uh 
it's a it's a fun show and there's a great nostalgia factor to it also uh, i wanted to call out real quick uh, a different netflix show i binged recently have you guys heard of a show called alice in borderland just I, started, I just started watching okay. this it, yeah it's, i got through episode two. Oh, nice how how, how, how far have you gotten into uh, it? i did finish it oh this show oh. is completely bonkers man i know right i'm just like yeah. wt i was watching it the other day and my wife walked through and she's just like what are you watching like things are popping out of places and and, and people are <laughs> screaming and running i was just like i was like i don't know if i can watch this with the kid around but yeah. i just like this might be a bedtime show maybe i don't know but it's it's pretty cool i was yeah. i was pleasantly surprised that netflix brought it over have you guys have any of you other guys seen it at all i have not heard of it what's the what's the idea of the show without spoiling it it is very difficult to explain but it is a japanese show very um yeah, it's very japanese like 100 percent japanese cast it all takes place in tokyo and um i don't know it it kind of felt like a mashup of a few different things like uh, what popped up in my mind is uh, this Japanese movie called Battle Royale. Have you guys seen that? Kind of like the Hunger Games. Yeah. 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 That came to mind. Uh, the show Black Mirror came to mind. It's very dark. Um, there's a movie called Cube. That came to mind too. Have you guys seen Cube? Um, it's kind of a, a puzzle movie. Like there's, it's like It's like the escape room movie, basically. Um, like Maze Runner or <laughs> yeah I haven't seen those but yeah it's I, I, from what I understand it's kind of like that because so it's kind of crazy mashup of all these things and kind of sprinkling in the Alice in Wonderland mythology and gaming culture is kind of present in the movie also um, it's super violent it's very yeah. sexy uh, it's very extreme and it is it is totally nuts <laughs> and I, I definitely recommend it definitely recommend it like an original idea or is it like based off like a anime it's, or? It, oh, it's based off of a manga okay I didn't yeah. know that. that's cool yeah. i might even have to hop on there and try to find the manga that's that's a cool yeah i, I gotta check, check that out. out yeah definitely recommend Good it recommendation yeah okay so now i think we're ready to talk 2021 um oh but before we do that before i forget um david as i had mentioned has a podcast so maybe before we move on david you could tell us a little bit about your podcast and maybe a little bit about your background and stuff you're into sure absolutely um so uh seriously pointless conversations about culture uh it was a podcast that kind of i guess sprung from boredom uh much like everything else during covid uh, it kind of, uh, I thought to myself, you know, well, I haven't been really able to spend a lot of time with my, my friend, uh, that I'm, I've, I'm been friends with him for almost 30 years. And I was like, well, I'd really like to spend a lot more time with you come over and just, you know, shoot the bowl and have a good time and, and basically kind of sit around and just talk about the things that, you know, you know, with love. And it kind of settled into a mix between, uh, video games and anime and books and it kind of evolved over a little bit over time uh, to involve uh, his wife and my wife um, because they're they're pretty big nerds too in their own rights they just like different things than we do but uh, but yeah I mean we've done uh, we've recorded something over everything between uh, Darkest Dungeon which is a great little video game 
Uh, we've done Crash Bandicoot. We've done a um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy episode. Uh, Made in Abyss. We just recorded one for that. That's an anime. But man, it's 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 pretty much a little bit of everything. Uh, whatever flavor of the week we're into, you know, kind of like how you guys, you know, just it's kind of like kind of do the fickle finger of fate and say, ah, I'm gonna pick this this week. So and it's just you know whatever we're into. But that week, but yeah, that's uh. I mean, it could be anything. Um, my my wheelhouse is primarily in uh, the realm of comics, like you guys are. So uh, I have done a couple of them, and I'm trying to get my buddy to do a Doom Patrol episode with me because uh, I just got him to start watching the TV show, which I love. Um, I love, I but I love the uh, the Gerard Way uh, adaptation of the Doom Patrol that I just got wa- I just got done reading again um, that I've been trying to get him to get into, but. We'll see. You you, you got to pick your bag up battles where you can. So, but uh, that's that's I do primarily video games and uh, 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 comic books is morally what I do. So, but he he and then I pull in other people that bring other things. So yeah, that's pretty much what we do. So very cool. Yeah, I tuned in a little bit to your podcast and it's awesome. Highly recommend. And um, yeah, you know, it's it's fun to make new geek friends. And uh, yeah, man. Um, and what I love to do is, you know, find out uh, what kind of stuff you're into. You've already explained quite a bit. But, um, you know, what else? You know, I, uh, Star Wars, obviously, you're, you're big time oh, yeah. into. I can um, thank my dad for that. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, generational, I, huh? I know. I don't know how you guys are. If, if your parents are uh, really were into one of the, so usually it comes, it comes down to that. Uh, were you a Trekkie or were you a Star Wars kind of fan? I kind of got a little lucky. My dad liked both of all things. So I grew up mm. with the, with the old Star Trek stuff um, with uh, the old Kirk and uh, Spock and, uh, watching the reruns and things like that, but I really uh, got into my own with the new Star, with all the Star Wars stuff, and like everybody was maybe I don't know was a little disappointed in the prequels, and then the the sequels came about, and I was yeah I was okay with it, but thank God you know they they're coming out with all these TV series about them now, and uh, it just it's just it's kind of reinvigorated my love of Star Wars because there's you know like I don't know how people some people are, but uh, I was a little disappointed over the last few years of uh star wars but it's made me hopeful of saying you know i've actually started sitting down and watching these with uh, re-watching some of them with my kids so even though he has no idea what's going on because he's a year and a half but uh it's still fun it's 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 good so very cool and from the sounds of it you're a pretty big dc fan is that correct I, 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 I got started in uh, Marvel, which is more of your realm, Henry, and uh, for Fiora, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of where you guys were in, um, and I kind of migrated over DC, uh, and then I, I got lucky, and I, I found out about their uh, vertical line, Vertigo line. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Vertigo line from DC, but it was like yeah. Sandman and Hundred Bullets and yeah. all that stuff. Preacher. Oh, my, oh yeah. it changed, changed my <laughs> life, Okay. I, it was it yeah. was gorgeous, and from there I, uh, I I I found out about uh, I ran into some over on DC side. I learned I found out I ran into uh, Vignola's uh, uh, Cosmic Odyssey, which is his New Gods adaptation uh, of uh, Jack Kirby's iconic characters that I love so much. Uh, and then I just fell right in love with his art style, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I uh, found out about Hellboy and. And yeah. ever since my wife has said why are you cheating on me with mike mignola's hellboy you know it's, it's, 
it's <laughs> so it's it's literally it's he's one of my favorite characters and that that uh that uh, that just brought a whole love of that lovecraftian horror uh you know paranormal investigator to the forefront of my my love so it's it's one of those things i don't think i'm ever gonna ever gonna get rid of so but uh, yeah that's cool man hey david now, i got it? a question for you Go yeah man what's up so merging your love of comics, video games, and DC, I'm betting you're a big fan of the Arkham Knight, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum games. I might have bought them on my PC, <laughs> my PS4, and my Xbox, but I had an Xbox, but I've bought, I've bought them all uh, three separate times. So I bought the big collection where they remastered them all. So yeah, the only one I have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, a little agitated was the one they brought in the Red Hood. Yeah. Uh, it was... Eh. But all the other ones, man, I think I've played Arkham Asylum countless times. I, I start playing it. I maybe play two or three hours usually every once of, of the original one every year. Yeah, you know, I just sit down and replay it, even though I've probably 100%ed it like two or three times already, man. It's, yeah, exactly. That's rock steady. Yeah, thank God they were around. So I'm, I'm just, I don't want to ruin our, our, our anticipated stuff, but I might have something on there ah. of theirs. So <laughs> cool. Now, is it true that you currently prefer DC over Marvel? Yes. So, it, it, with a caveat, okay. So, I will. I'm going to have to tip my hat to you guys on the Marvel side because you have blown it out of the water with the cinematic universe, the the, the Avengers universe, and uh, the Doctor Strange, and all the TV shows that they've done. Uh, you know, I know it's been it's been a lot of it is because of John Favreau and you know Disney put a little bit of an injection into it with the, some financing, but unfortunately, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I don't think DC can really hold a candle to their, you know, integrated universe right now. It's a lot of one shots and it's it's kind of like eh, but where I feel like DC is blowing Marvel out of the water is a lot of their comic books. I mean, I loved I loved the, the Batman run that um, uh, Scott Schneider did on uh, uh, a while back with uh, I believe it was uh, Brian Capullo. Um, he did he did one with, with them, and it's it's just that whole Court of Owls series all the way up to what he did. I think till he just got off the book, and then of course um, I'm a, I'm kind of a Jeff Johns fan. I loved I love Green Lantern a bunch. Uh, it's another one of my thing. I loved his. Uh, uh, War of the Rings, or what was it? Um, uh, Blackest Night series. I know it's kind of it was kind of cliche back then, but I liked him bringing in all those other things. So, but uh, that's kind of where I stand, at least. You know, so I stand. I kind of straddle the fence a little bit. You know, it is what hey, it is. So. No, no caveats needed. You know, it's all good. You prefer DC over Marvel. You know, all, all I got to say <laughs> now is uh, it's been nice talking to you, David. Have a good night. Wait, wait, wait. I'm losing connection, guys. What's, what's up? <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, <laughs> kind of. Uh, but yeah, good segue, good segue, because, uh, and, and thanks for the great background, David. Uh, love the stuff that you're into. And like I said, always great to make new geek friends. Absolutely. Um, I have one more question. Go for it. Okay, so David, so since you're a big Cowboy fan and I love the movie, so what are your thoughts on like the Guillermo del Toro movie and then the recent one uh the recent one can just kiss ass and get out of here no offense guys okay. but i don't i'm not a, i'm not a fan of the new one at all uh, <laughs> that bad i haven't seen the new one it's it, it was rough so <laughs> another thing so for your i'd love 
So I had this conversation with my buddy last night because I, like I was telling the guys, I was recording with him that night over a Hellboy episode. And obviously Del Toro pops up. So you have to uh, talk about him because they're so entwined with everything. Del Toro's use of practical effects and the way he shoots things and his dialogue is just masterful. And I think just everything clicked in place on the second movie a little bit more than the first one. Because the first one, they were getting things rolling. They're like, hey, you know, people probably haven't heard of this guy yet, this character yet, Hellboy. But in that second one, you can see it was just on all cylinders. They're like, we're going we're gonna to make Troll Town, and it's going to look gorgeous. And we're going to have this thing with two different heads on it. And it's actually like a physical prosthetic that moves. And I'm just like, please. But then with Del Toro, you get other things like Crimson Peak. Where it's just like, what what are you doing here, man? This is the most bizarre movie I've ever seen. Why is there incest in this movie? I don't want to see that. That's not <laughs> what I'm here for, you know. But he is just, even if you get past all that, the man is a master of cinematography. So I I I pretty much watch everything he comes out with at least once. So yeah, Del Toro's great. Yeah, we t- we talked a bunch about Blade in recent episodes, and uh, Blade Two is freaking masterpiece man oh my god hey you know what if anybody has got the balls to put a uh, a vampire pomeranian in a movie it's <laughs> go right ahead man yeah. Ooh, that's the third one that's not oh, that's uh, the, is that the third one I thought it is del toro one. yeah oh wow that is the third one wow the third my one bad. is the one that we just forget about I'll, I'll leave guys Sorry, <laughs> but you're probably thinking of the third one's the one Henry actually kind of liked i did oh, I, you like that one well i had never seen it until like a like a month ago and i i was really into it oh wow yeah not we might need i to mean it. <laughs> not as much as the first He's two like, but well, we i didn't friends it. anymore by you know, so. <laughs> we might need to dedicate an episode to just talking about how you like that movie <laughs> <laughs> and him and him and Rainier's just gonna say they're like you're just wrong man you're just right. wrong the whole time <laughs> we might, yeah we might need to hash that out <laughs> But for now, let's let's uh, let's finally get to the year 2021. So today is January 7th, 2021, and um, needless to say, some crazy shit happened yesterday. <laughs> um, probably don't need to talk about it on this particular podcast. Um, and I think it's a good perspective to have of looking ahead. What are we looking forward to that's yet to come this year? Um, and, uh, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, um, 2021 is really going to be a big year for Marvel. Um, and for me, man, like I, I literally today I was just sort of scanning, like, you know, it's like Googling, what are the most anticipated movies and TV shows of this year? And it's like, one Marvel project after another. And uh, yeah, my excitement level was just going up and up and up. And uh, yeah, man, 2021, it's all about more. It's all about Marvel. And uh, man, everything else is bullshit. Not just kidding. <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> um, but we're, we're going to run it down. Um, like, but I just, it, it needs to be said that uh, Marvel's going to, is going to come with a haymaker this year, man. Um, all the stuff that didn't come out last year, like Black Widow and Eternals, like is coming out this year. And there's a bunch of stuff that was slated for this year 
that is uh, that is coming out too. So it's like it's like a double whammy, you know. Um, yeah. So at this point, uh, let's hand it off to Perfirio. Perfirio is the guy. Like, I I feel like you best keep track of like releases on shows and movies. So uh, maybe you can take the lead at this point and just kind of walk us through um, what's to come this year. Yeah, I mean, this year looking back on my list. I can only see like a few stuff that caught my attention, but again, like the earliest one that's going to be on streaming is going to be next week with Vondavision on Disney Plus. Right and off the bat, I'm Boom. like heck excited because one, it's the first MCU project in like a year that I've seen, so I'm excited for that. And two, Scarlet Witch is like my favorite MCU character, so I'm just excited for that. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see this one division and this like uh way of how she like fucks with reality and all that like just by based off the trailers and stuff, I'm really excited for. Yeah, so next week this drops and I'm telling you, man, last year there was basically basically not officially but basically no mcu content right you could you could say what agents of shield and hellstorm uh but i mean you know the mcu proper there was really nothing right there's no movie releases there's no disney plus shows right so we're finally getting it and it's coming out soon and you know as long as we're talking about marvel um let's not go through every show like one at a time it'd probably take forever so let me just list the other Disney Plus shows, right? So it was WandaVision. A couple months later, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. A couple months later, Loki. And that's not it. I thought those were the only uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows coming out this year. There's three more. Uh, there's the Hawkeye show. There's What If? And there's Miss Marvel. I mean, holy shit. Uh, this is unbelievable. And, and I haven't gotten to the movies yet, right? But um, yeah. Thoughts on on the, the Disney Plus slate of, of Marvel Studios shows come out here. Uh, any anyone's uh, pop out particularly to you? I know Perfirio is really looking forward to WandaVision. I know this. For me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the show I'm most looking forward to uh, in this group. Uh, what about you guys? I mean, I, I don't know how you guys are, but I, I love uh, the what ifs. I, um, the few things that I've actually held on to, like one of my got my my singles uh, are crate tray my my single issues is I have a whole run of the original what ifs, so I I love nice. I love this concept. Um, I I can't wait to see what they do. Um, and like I said, I don't know, on top of it, it's animated a little bit, and they're still bringing in some of the old actors to voice over a little bit still. So I'm yep. still kind of getting a little bit of a uh, uh, Chris Evans and and. Uh, 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 wow, I had I I'm having a total blank on who plays Tony Stark, and it's just brain start, you know, brain fart on my part. Um, Robert Downey Jr. There we go. Yes. Wow, good job, Dave. Uh, don't get old, guys. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I I can't wait to see this. But I am super psyched also about Wandavision. Those are the two big ones that I I I'm looking really forward to at this point. So definitely also gonna say what if as well. Like it looks like a lot of fun. And it's like a lot of those like what ifs or else worlds 
or yeah, like yeah. comics where they like you know creators can just kind of have fun and do whatever they want and and really like mess with the continuity and you'll see like some of the craziest stories and like even some of the ones they set up like um like uh who is it, who is going to become star lord was it um black panther, yeah, black panther. Or, you know, yeah. That we're one. just gonna shoehorn that right in there that's <laughs> just marvel to a team so. yeah and then the other like um let's see agent carter becoming captain america instead yeah. and like that's cool and i i do know with what ifs i haven't kept up with with what ifs like nearly as much as like the dc elseworlds yeah but dc elseworlds you get some like pretty trippy stuff uh gotham gotham by gaslight yeah gotham by gaslight every Red day Sun. man are like oh. like really some of the best like dc stories oh my so god dude i'm a huge i definitely think yeah. that like like you know what if could could like really create some like cool interesting stuff yeah i've always i've always loved like those what if stories and like the elseworld stuff because it's great when you can tell a story free from continuity and just make completely new content and just get completely crazy with these characters i love when they do that because, I mean, what's not the love about Superman being a communist and being leader of the free world, basic, or not the free world? <laughs> what's not the love about that? Or Samurai Batman. Oh. oh. Maybe we'll get a Wolverine Batman if they if they ever actually do, like, the anagram comics. Oh, <laughs> Probably yeah. never, but, you know. Yeah, no. Dark yeah. Claw. Oh, oh. I mean, my thoughts on the Marvel stuff, honestly, like... Their track record, Disney Marvel, they just put out great stuff, um, MCU-wise, all their television stuff. Honestly, the, the one thing I'd be surprised with is if they mess anything up. Because <laughs> it's all going to be great stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I was kind of thinking that too, especially after The Mandalorian's been out for a couple of seasons. Like, if The Mandalorian didn't exist, the, the Marvel Studios... Disney Plus shows would be a big question mark to me. I'd be like, what is this? Can they tell long form stories, you know? Um, but seeing what they've done with Mandalorian, I want to say they, it's Disney Plus is not Kevin Feige particularly, right? right? But, um, but what Disney Plus can do, yeah. I mean, you can't help but think this is going to be awesome. And the anticipation level is, is really high for sure. Uh, really? Oh, go ahead, Perfrio. I was going to say, I mean, this is not the same level as Disney Plus, but I mean, like, just from, like, based off Marvel television, like, since I've, I'm, I think I'm the only one who's watched, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which wasn't as, it's not up to the hype of all these other movies, but the way that they're able to, like, integrate um, certain episodes to, like, promote, like, Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron was just, like, great build up and everything so mm -hmm. just like on marvel television i do have good faith that they will live up to like the mcu movie releases yeah so that's a good point can i can i, can I bring up as was like as long as it's not an inhumans re, re rerun <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, i'll be okay <laughs> with it uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we don't we don't talk about that so much <laughs> that which that would not be named <laughs> That, that's yeah. a good point, yeah. though, um, like the, the tie-ins, right? Uh, but I would, I would take it a step further. Like, I, you know, I, I did watch some of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and there was some tie-ins, right? Um, and they sort of 
supported or complementary to the movies, right? But from what I understand, this is not just like complementary material, like bonus material, right? This is like, this is going to be essential MCU content, right? It's stuff you can't miss, right? Um, yes, it will support movies and, you know, look, look at the characters, right? Uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, obviously they're straight out of the movies. Um, but in terms of like where the future of this universe is headed, like these shows are going to be absolutely critical. It's not just filler content, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a whole nother level here. And just real quick on WandaVision. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with this too. And um, additionally, you know, I've never really liked how Vision was portrayed in the movies so much. I love the Vision character so much in the comics. And I just feel like they never quite got him right in the movies. And uh, here's a great opportunity to kind of course correct there. Um, yeah. Uh, Scarlet Witch is great. And, yeah, uh, like, it's so weird you say that because I, I think the same thing about Scarlet Witch. Like, I feel like they never lived up to like her potential in the movies and up until Endgame. Like when she nearly killed Thanos all, all on her own. But, yeah, you know, she's got like powers to like screw reality and like get rid of like the mutants and everything. Yeah. And they never really tapped into that in the yeah. MCU. But and so, even I mean, with Endgame, it was just that one scene, really. So, yeah, here's yeah. a really good chance to really flesh out both of those characters in a, in a great exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So before we get off of Marvel, what about the movie slate? Why don't you walk us through that, Perferio? So this year we got three movies, or four movies. Four. Um, four. Yeah, three of them were supposed to come out this past year. There's Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man 3. Yeah, man, I did not know that the third Tom Holland solo Spider-Man movie is coming out this year, too. Unbelievable. We got four MC movies in addition to all this key TV content, right? So yeah. that's Spider-Man film yeah. the title? It's uh, coming in December. Yeah. It's December it's, it's on, yeah, yeah, not titled yet. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of people, really good actors attached to it already. Like they've got um yeah. the guy that played Doc Doc Ock in the mm -hmm. Spider Man uh two, I believe it was. Yep. Um, and they've got, uh, I think Michael Keaton's coming back again as uh, Vulture, I think, if I remember yeah. correctly. It's more like who's not going to be in this movie. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe too much, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I I've been hearing they're, they're sort of gearing up for a Sinister Six situation, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, okay, like speaking of that, like there's... On top of those MCU movies, there's going to be two more Marvel movies. Morbius and Venom 2 are going to come out this year. Total carnage. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I don't know if it's going to be connected to the Spider-Man universe and, like, promote Spider-Man 3. But you never know. With, like, yeah. with, with, like, this past evidence of, like, you know, like, the Doc Ock villain and Electro showing up in Spider-Man 3, like, you never know. If Sony and Marvel are gonna like, yeah, promote. I don't, 
I don't know how you are, Porfiro, about it, but I don't I don't know how what they're gonna do with that uh, with the Spider Man movies and the Venom movie because doesn't Fox still own the the movie distribution rights of those right now? Don't so, they? Sony Sony does Sony does sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if they're gonna want to play nice at all. I mean I don't know. Well, they're they're probably gonna let them do the merchandising and stuff, but I don't know if they'll let them integrate it into the Marvel universe. In my opinion, they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't, know that, I don't know that they're going to do it fully, but they're probably, like, hinted, like, cameo, okay. like, probably, like, little, like, Easter eggs, like, posters and, like, drop names, but I don't think, like, fully integrate a crossover. That's that's just my two yeah. cents. I, I was thinking the same thing, David. It, it certainly feels that Sony's starting to make their move a little bit, right? They're revisiting all of their past Spider-Man movies, bringing old actors back. Um, you know, as much as Homecoming and Far From Home were MCU movies, it feels like this third one might be, you know, veering more into like Sony territory. And I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. So, are we getting a Spider Verse two? Are we getting a Spider? Oh yeah, uh, I think that's 2022. Dumb not to. Yeah. Oh no, it's in the works. That was, yeah. as I said, that, that was the one of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen, and I still watch it to this day. So yeah, that's great, that's so great. No, I think uh, they they dropped a little teaser recently. Um, there was a like images of Spider Man twenty ninety nine promoting the the Spider Verse sequel. Awesome. So yeah, cannot wait. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's this year. Um, okay, so real quick. I mean, I know I've been talking a lot of Marvel, but I have to talk about Shang-Chi. <laughs> like, I cannot fucking wait for this movie. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of expectation, you know. I mean, you, you can't help but think that this is, they're gearing this up to be the Asian version of Black Panther. And I think that that expectation is just way too high. Um, but just that comparison alone, like, you know, you can't help but get really excited about it, right? Um, and yeah, like, shoot, I'm Asian American. I love Kung Fu movies. I love Bruce Lee. I love Shang-Chi comics. You know, I mean, this movie is, is made for me, you know? Um, and it was filmed here in the Bay Area. Yeah, they did shoot some of it in San Francisco. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I know it's it's the release date is a little bit pushed back from the original planned release. Um, so for me, it's just building up the anticipation that much more. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I have been thinking a bit about like, you know, the, just the, the Black Panther comparisons. And I feel like it might be a bit of a mistake to make that comparison, number one. But number two, for the filmmakers to try to give this movie the like the emotional and social commentary weight of that movie um i don't know i I, i'm curious to see how it's going to turn out but just in my mind i feel like that that would be too too uh too big a mountain to climb you know i i feel like you know shang chi the kind of character where you know you might want to lean toward just some awesome kung fu action, you know? Um, And then, yeah, you can absolutely address um, uh, Asian American social commentary, absolutely. Um, But maybe not make it too much, you know, 
you think it's going to be too that forced level. where it's going to like distract you from like the enjoyment of the film or the quality of the film? That's exactly how I feel. I feel like if they're hitting you over the head with like um, Asian American social issues, like, yeah, this, I don't think this is the movie to do it. You know, I don't think this is the character do it, to do it. I mean, just the fact that you got like an all Asian cast, like that's a huge win. Just give us some awesome Kung Fu action and, and a tight story and some great visuals. I'd be super happy with that. You know, uh, it, it could be a mistake to go overboard with, with the messages here. Well, you know, sometimes lightning strikes twice. You never know. Maybe, maybe they can get it twice now. But like you said, it sometimes baby steps are the best things to do. You know, that's, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta walk before you can run sometimes. So possibly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, uh, the black Panther movie was such a huge hit, and just resonated with so many people around the world. Um, maybe they have something of a blueprint, a, a blueprint to follow, right? Um, I, I'm just a little bit worried that they'll just kind of run with it too much. But um, when yeah. is Shang Chi supposed to come out? Is it coming out this year? Uh, yeah, in in July. Yeah. It's so yeah. one of their uh, one of their summer blockbuster movies. So hopefully by then all this stuff will be simmering down we can actually go out and see it in theaters i'm hoping at least but i don't know and you know if nothing else this could be a great course correction on on the very flawed fake mandarin character in iron man 3 because we're going to get to see the see the real mandarin in this movie and we're going to get to know about the 10 the 10 rings which was introduced in the very first iron man movie uh so a lot of exciting potential with this one all right. Any thoughts on, on the other movies? Black Widow, Eternals? I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I'm looking forward to the Eternals. I, I'm a huge... Uh, I got I kind of got... When I did read comics, one of the few Marvel uh, properties that I ever picked up was the one that Neil Gaiman, he actually revitalized uh, Eternals in a quick like, little mini-series a while back. Um, probably like early 2000s, I think is what it was. Um, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman's Neil Gaiman fan. Um, so whenever he did that, I was like, I just have to pick this up, and that that really started to get me to uh, dig into the basically analog of the new gods on the DC side. You get the these Eternals, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it, and of course it's got to have it's gonna have Keanu Reeves in it, so I can't really say no to that. So. <laughs> we'll see how it goes it's it might be just a fun little quick little watch and maybe it'll fall on its face who knows but it's marvel so i i at this point is i've got high expectations at this point for anything that comes out of marvel kind of like you said about the shang chi a little bit so yeah sidestep this conversation but isn't keanu reeves coming back to play constantine (laughs) thank god (laughs) because no offense i don't know if you guys are like but i love the character constantine uh but he did such a like great job in that movie. It's it's one of those first like DC movies I ever saw, like to like DC characters to to film movies that I saw. That I was just like, I'm like, this is great. And it's just kind of like a little. It's in my heart somewhere, even though I know it's probably trash. The movie's a little bit kind of trashy, but I was like, I love it. It's just yeah. <laughs> the CW series that they did of Constantine was really well done. I thought. I say I I started to watch it and I I kind of I like. The I like the the main actor. I cannot remember his name. I know he was he was uh, doing a great job with it. I kind of like the idea of him going out and 
trying to like basically do like a little mini episode, you know, mini, mini uh, spurts kind of like they do in the comics, but I, I never really got into it all that much, unfortunately. So I, I'm kind of hoping they throw it like they do with all the other DC shows and some of the CW stuff up onto um, uh, HBO Max and I can check it out again, but it just never really got into my orbit all that much, unfortunately, I think so. Um. Yeah, I thought Constantine was like, it, he looked and sounded exactly the way I would have imagined Constantine to be. And like the horror element of it, where there were episodes that were actually really quite scary. I thought they did a great job with that. And then he also appeared in a lot of the other CW stuff where they crossed over, which is cool. Oh, I, never, I never saw him in the in the TV show, but was he, didn't he do like also the animated stuff also? Yeah, he, he voice acted, yeah. yep, the animated uh, yeah, series. I watched... I watched that stuff, and that stuff was freaking amazing. Like that was <laughs> awesome. Because wasn't the one he just did was uh, Justice League Dark? He just he just did the voice. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a yeah. great. That was a that was. Oh, uh, yeah, that was well done. Yeah, with with Keanu, man, I think he can he could spend the rest of his career playing characters he's played before. Right? He's he just did the Bill and Ted movie. He's doing <laughs> Matrix Four this year. He's probably going to do a John Wick 4. Um, Keanu Reeves could spend the rest of his life being Keanu Reeves and he'll be successful. I, I will give him money <laughs> just for that. Absolutely. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's Marvel. Um, like I said, nothing else really matters. So I guess this is the end. No. <laughs> wow. Um, <Rude>. let's, <laughs> let's move on. What else, what else is coming out this year, Perfurio? Okay, so let's see. In terms of DC, the only thing that I could find that caught my attention was The Suicide Squad by um, James Gunn. That's right. Um, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. <laughs> Not a yeah, Suicide Squad. The. Um, yeah, that was the only one that like, caught my attention. But other than that, like I was telling Christian earlier, like I'm, I don't know, like this year I'm really excited just to get myself like in my foot on DC. Like I just started watching the animated series. Um, I'm going to watch like most of the animated films. So like even though Marvel's got like a, like a plate load of like stuff for me to watch, I really kind of want to just put myself into DC stuff. So so Perforio on um, the Justice League Snyder Cut didn't catch your eye. That's coming out this year, I think. I mean, I've got four yeah. hours to burn. Do you got four hours to burn? <laughs> Somewhere I could find it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my gosh. And yeah. Oh man, all that drama also behind the Snyder Cut and like Ray Fisher and everything. Oof, so much behind the scenes drama. But I'm excited for that. I'm totally, totally excited for that. That's I can't one. wait to see. Yeah. So DC fans, vision. David, Rainier, Christian. Thoughts on uh, the new Justice League movie? It's, we're not far away, right? Just a few months off. I have a love-hate relationship with, with Scott Snyder or Zack Snyder, unfortunately. So it's uh, I don't know how you guys feel about his cinematography, but I love I love some of the stuff that he does. Like I love the um, uh, the, the the some of the Superman movies. Like the first one, I, I enjoyed. Uh, but it kind of seemed like after that, it kind of got a little bit just dark and kind of a gore fest, essentially, or like a destruction fest kind of feels like after a while. And there's some of those other stuff, especially even like the Justice League movie. I don't know. That's just me, though. And it, it just feels like some of his iconic or the stuff that he puts in there is a little heavy handed to me. And I kind of like to be gently spoon fed 
my my uh my analogs uh but uh I, how, do, how do you guys feel how do you feel christian Rainier? how do you feel about it i'm kind of in the same boat i guess like i do have like a bit of a love-hate relationship with Zack snyder and you know i did enjoy man of steel bvs um not as much and of <laughs> course like i think justice league is kind of like it's such a like beast of a movie behind the scenes like there's there was so much that kind of happened that like we heard about with uh zach snyder like leaving the project and joss whedon being brought in at the last minute and all these reshoots and there was so much drama so i guess just if you kind of take out if i take out like how i feel you know about you know maybe some of zach snyder's past work um i do think it's like a good story that like uh, a director who wanted to make a movie had you know he had a personal tragedy in his life and he yeah. kind of has to back out of the movie last minute but he can return to the movie and you know complete his vision the way he originally wanted to so i think just that in itself is the nice story so just for that alone just to see Zack snyder kind of come full circle with what he wanted to say and of course with all this kind of time to i guess reassess the original justice league you know like i'm excited for it i really do think that you know He'll knock one out of the park with this. I, I think it was like two days ago or sometime this past week, Zack Snyder said that after the Snyder cut of Justice League, like he's done with like DC projects. Can you blame him? I mean, I can only imagine how many weeks it took him to edit the four hours. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. and on top of it, you know, the, the, the personal tragedy with the suicide of his son, it, it was just... I, I can only imagine how, how hard that would be on somebody. I can only imagine. So I, my hat comes off from even coming, coming back at all to this. So I, I, I think I'm kind of in this kind of after thinking about a little bit with, with the, just like Christian was saying, I think just the simple fact that maybe just to honor him to, for coming back and giving us this, just to sit down and enjoy it at the very minimum, you know, but uh, we'll, two things we'll I'd like to highlight yeah, go ahead. on the Snyder cut. Like first, I think, the first thing that stands out is this is, I feel like one of the first times where fans reached out and said, we demand to see this Snyder cut and the fans are getting exactly what they're asking for. Number one, <laughs> which is cool, right? It's like a triumphant win for fans. Let's see. Let's, let's see if this really turns out too. I think because the way that Joss, my understanding is that the, the additions and changes that Joss Whedon had included makes it a completely different movie than what Snyder, I think originally had planned for. So I feel like this movie that we're getting, this to me feels like the equivalent of getting the Tim Burton Superman that we never got to see. We're going to see the Snyder version of justice league that we have not yet seen. That's a great pull there. I would love to see Nick Cage in a Superman costume. Honestly, (laughs) who's not going to love about that. Kevin Smith writing it. So there'll be a bunch of weed in there probably sitting He'll be sitting out at a, at a movies down the road trying to sell hamburgers, probably. So, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I kind of feel that too. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, like I said, with Zach with the Zack Snyder a whole thing and our uh, and uh, Joss Whedon. I don't know. I love Buffy. I don't know how you guys are, but it you could definitely tell. Like you said, it like like you were saying, Rainier, it is a completely different movie. You can tell. Like you, you can tell. You know. Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon just stuck his little fingers in there and tried to make it a Josh Whedon film, and it just it didn't click for me. So hopefully, hopefully we get what we want. Hopefully, yeah. so 
But yeah, Rainier, really solid points, man. Like, I really agree with you about how this is just the fact that this movie exists and will get made is a huge win for fans. And the repercussions could be pretty huge. Like, <laughs> it, it, it could dictate how some of this goes in the future, right? If it turns out to be very successful, whether it's viewership or critical response or the, the fan response, um, it could dicta- dictate how stuff goes. Like the fans might have a bigger say in, in what gets chosen, how storylines go, etc. cetera. So, um, you know, if nothing else, it's a very interesting look at like what the fans can do with all this content we're consuming, right? It might be a, a, a kind of a turn, you know, like instead of just being passive, you know, spectators, we might kind of turn the tables where like we can start calling the shots. You know, I think we're starting to see that already in a way, but uh, this, this particular project could, could be a really, you know, huge turnaround. I have a good feeling that the Snyder cut is not going to include the mustache gate version of (laughs) Superman. So I think that's going to already give this movie a step up. (laughs) I want man from uncle in my bat in my Superman movie. So, (laughs) all right, before we get off of DC, um, you know, one thing I thought of is, uh, how much you Christian disliked the the first suicide squad movie. I'm really curious about, uh, what your anticipation is for this new one. Um, you know, I, I think I am hopeful. Like, yeah, I really did not like the first Suicide Squ- Squad movie. I thought it was, uh, I guess I had some similar feelings to Justice League where it was kind of just this, like, big mess of a movie that, like, where they, ha- they also had to do, like, a lot of reshoots and, like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, like, changes at the last minute and it kind of turned out to be this mess. And so, um, let's see the director. Um, I'm blanking James on his Gunn. name. James Gunn. David. Yeah. And so, oh yeah. yeah. David, I had the first one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, I like John, uh, James Gunn, um, and like what he's done with the guardians movie. So I think this like kind of pseudo sequel reboot, hopefully will like take things in like the right direction and kind of give us this, like, kind of supervillain heist movie, which is kind of where I think where the Suicide Squad really shines. And I think, you know, that's, that sounds like a cool concept, a uh, supervillain heist. Um, Actually, really something... Good... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I was just going to say, there's a really good animated movie about the Suicide Squad called Assault on Arkham, where they get yes. together and they break into Arkham Asylum to kill the because they have to kill the Riddler, and Batman is, like, on their tail hunting him. And so I think a movie like that sounds really cool. Where it's like simple, like in-out kind of concept, kind of like you know, like an ocean movie, or you know, something kind of similar. Interesting. I was I was gonna say okay. that it's it's a little poetic that James Gunn is on the new Suicide Squad movie because the original Suicide Squad movie I think was actually quite a bit more serious than than it was originally supposed to have, and they they gave it a more like entertaining comedic brighter tone because of guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> do you guys remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, funny. And they put in all those pop songs like yeah. right after the other in the movie, which, yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So funny you said that Rainier, cause didn't like 
wasn't like after like the Snyder the Snyder cut was announced that um Arier, like David Arier, like there was like a whole like hashtag release the Arier cut. <laughs> oh right. Was like it was like a trend. Yeah. About yeah. like yeah. getting a different suicide suicide squad movie. Well, guess what? We are getting a different one, so oh, we can we can all rejoice. <laughs> but yeah, t- to be honest, I'm really looking forward to this movie. You know, with James Gunn on board, man, I think it's pretty cool because what really worked for James Gunn in the first Guardians movie was that he was working with characters that at the time no one cared about. So he had like a lot of creative freedom, right? Um, over time, he's had to sort of be a little more careful. Like, you know, no one wants to see Star-Lord and Rocket and the gang in, in a negative light, etc. cetera. Um, but I feel the freedom he had with the first Guardians, he has it here, right? And mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing, he's, he's made this movie really kind of free and loose and like a lot of creative freedom and it's really like nuts and bonkers and a lot of characters are killed off. Um, and it could be a lot of fun. Was he the one that he directed? What was that movie with um, Alan Page or now Elliot Page, oh, I believe? Right, right. Uh, so is it called Super? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering if he's going to go back to his roots because that's a real dark superhero comedy, and I'm wondering. I'm I'm betting a lot of that's going to come into this movie. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. That that might be the the more the offensive tweets James Gunn version <laughs> that we don't want anymore. <laughs> but uh, if if we're getting the uh, Guardians one James Gunn for Suicide Squad, nah, I'm on board. All right, what else we got for Furio? What else is coming out this year? Uh, for DC, that's all I know. Unless again, you guys know. But for Star Wars, there's going to be the new Boba Fett. TV show on Disney Plus and Mandalorian season three. Um, I don't think there's any movies coming out, but that's the only only Star Wars projects I know that's coming out that I, that I'm excited for. You gonna talk uh, the Batman or um, the Flash, or is that too far ahead? I think that's not. I don't. Think, I don't think that's this year. I think it's 2022 and 2023. I think Flash is 2022. Yeah, and so yeah, so is the Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. 2020. Yeah. The only thing that I know of that's coming out this year that's also DC uh, is um, uh, Black Adam. It's slated right now for December of 21, I think. Really? I think it is. Uh, which I, if it, I, I don't know how you guys feel about The Rock playing Black Adam, but I, I'm all for it. The man is made for that role, and so far he can play anything he wants, and I'll just go see it because even if it's a horrible blow up movie, the man is probably one of the nicest people on earth so i'm gonna give my money even if it's crappy he's been he's been a huge advocate for dc which has been pretty amazing (laughs) so so i don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this but he's been he was really pushing for this role for like he's been pushing for this role for almost five years and they're like he'll he was even like i'll do an animated animated voiceover of him i'll just do that if that's what you they're like no no i think he finally got him talked into doing a movie and i was just like you know what ever since the the big uh, uh shazam movie he was like, they're like, sure, this is actually a property that can go somewhere. We're gonna put Black Adam in here, and I'm just like, thank you, sweet Jesus. I was just <laughs> like, this is, this is, uh, I can't, I can't wait to see this. So I'm interested. Oh, yeah. in, I said, I don't know how you guys. What do you think they're gonna make the story about? Do you know if they're gonna make it like, whenever he first got his 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 uh, powers, or they're gonna make it more of like a Shazam and Black Adam fighting kind of thing? 
I think it's going to be an origin story of uh, of Black Adam. But quick side note, Shazam is my new Christmas movie now. Because <laughs> Shazam is a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, much much right. like, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, not Breaking Bad, but uh, uh, what's heart? the one? John McClane. John McClane. Oh, Die Hard. Die Hard. Die, just my, much like Die Hard is a Christmas oh, yeah. movie. Shazam is my Batman superhero returns. Christmas movie, guys. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's going to be... I, I was just going to say real quick, David, you are correct. It is currently slated for a December 2021 release. So there you go. Squeaks in just barely, but I'll take it. Yeah, I think it's going to be an origin story. I mean, Black Adam's got such a rich history, and we're definitely going to see some Shazam in there. Um, I mean, as long as it's just The Rock but shirtless, I'm good because he's my man crush. I'll be fair. So (laughs) my wife gets on to me all the time. She's just like, "Why do you? Why do you like his moves?" I'm like, "Have you seen the man? The man has a work ethic and a work out ethic too." So give him that. So right on. That is one of my goals for 2021: is to work out and look like The Rock. Get yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm definitely working more on the dad bod, honestly, at this point. So, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if anything else from uh, there's a bunch of like uh, smaller like DC season stuff I could think. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Stargirl, that's coming out, the season two for that's coming out. Uh, and I think Doom Patrol season three is supposed to be coming out this year, too. Those are only two things that I know of off the top of my head. So I just started watching uh, the Harley Quinn series on oh, HBO Max. And guys, that show is yes. hilarious. You guys need to, you Haley, need to sign in. Haley Coco is phenomenal. Man. Yeah. I love her that. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with that show. Yeah. It's bonkers. And I love it. Who's the um, the best part of that show? I found out. Who's the guy that plays King Shark? The guy that voices King Shark. I do not know his name, but I think he he does an amazing job of playing King Shark. I don't. I just love all his little quips in there. He's like, I'm a sensitive guy, you know. I was like, I just like to. I just need to do do the the. Uh, what does he talk about? He's always like, I do uh, mostly. Uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Social media stuff. And he's like the technology guy, but he's a King Shark. And I'm like, what are you doing with this? this character and i'm like i'm totally okay with it though really love how the the way they voiced bane they kind of merged bane from the lego batman movie from like bane the dark knight rises bat bane yeah and almost kind of like mission wishes a little bit of like the adam west batman a little bit in there bane like have you seen i don't know they have i think they had bane there for a little bit and he's like this it's very slightly squished in there and i'm just like what is this like this is so the best of all worlds yeah so how far, uh, uh, Perfio, how, how far are you are, are you in the Harley Quinn series? Are you almost I uh, finished. I've watched it twice already. So you saw the, the best, so you saw Bane as the uh, uh, the prison, uh, what is he, what is he? Um, he's in charge of the prison. They like they send Harley Quinn and Ivy down oh, to the like prison. The, like the, the prison reform? Kind of yeah. like, he's area, like yeah. I love how he's like, oh, we need to get in touch with ourselves. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? And I'm like, this is great. He's trying to do psychotherapy with everybody. It's great. I love it. You need to intro the next podcast with that Bane voice, David. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's yeah. pretty good. I had to tip my hat to Kevin Smith because he does it all the time. And I listen to his podcast. So he's, he's nice. yeah, it's great. <laughs> Do you ever finish watching it? Because I know you're the one who introduced me to it. I saw season one all the way. Did they ever make a season two? Yeah. Season two. Okay. Yeah. 
Did that come out this year, or is that like last year? Last year. La- or last year, twenty twenty. I guess. I forget it's twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there was like a hiccup because I think originally it was airing on the DC app, and then obviously that yeah. got scrapped, and they moved everything over. So I don't know if it all released on HBO Max or if it they they did part of it on the DC app or not. But I'm just. I think, it's all, I think it's all ported over to HBO Max. Although like Swamp yeah, Thing's a, not it, on it's there. It's all on HBO Max. Which, speaking of which, like I last year, I got into Titans, the live action one. So if they do season three this year, that's another show I'm excited for. I don't. Are they doing that one this year or not? I don't remember. remember. I don't know if they are, but I'd be if they are. That's awesome. I'm excited for the new game that's coming out. Gotham. I think it's called Gotham Knights. That's right. It is co-op. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. Mm. I already, I've already got a, I've got my time off put in that I'm gonna take, a, I'm <laughs> oh, taking nice. like a couple of days off for it to play with my buddy. <laughs> Priorities. My, I'm like, I'm telling my supervisor, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm, I, I feel cold coming on mid September, <laughs> and he's like, for real, Dave, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a system exclusive, is it? Is it on all platforms? No, it's it's all it's all platforms. Rocksteady, Rex, Rocksteady is very much an equal opportunity uh, company, thank God. So I don't have to worry about. Go on, get on the PlayStation or the Xbox or whatever it is. So. I have a PlayStation, not a five. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's got a five right now. I don't have a five. <laughs> Play on PC though, and so I got Arkham Knight day one, and that was a total disaster. Yeah, and heard about that. Literally unplayable. So I'm gonna wait a couple days on this yeah. one. One just to see, like, okay, you know. I've tried. One. Yeah. I think the only, I haven't bought a day one game except for, like, Civilization uh, Six when it came out. I got that. And then I I got uh, Destiny 2 for when it came out the first day. But those are the only, this has been such a long time coming because I, I, I love the Rocksteady uh, Gotham games. And I, like I said, I, I can't, I can't say no. Plus, my buddy was, he already said, oh, I'll pay for it. I'm like, no, no. So, I, I want to spend a little time with them playing it, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I think it's is it just it's just co-op right now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, so it'll be fun. Hey, uh, uh, Porfirio had alluded to it, but yeah, this year we'll see the release of a Boba Fett TV show, The Book of Boba Fett. Um, kind of curious to get your guys' take on this. Um, pretty cool seeing the Boba Fett character come back inexplicably from the dead in uh, Mandalorian season two. Um, I had heard some response wasn't all that positive. You know, they, some fans were saying they just should have left them in that Sarlacc pit. <laughs> um, but not only did he play a huge role in the Mandalorian, but he's getting his own TV show. Like, what do you guys think? Thoughts? Is there, is there already a story that exists that's titled uh, the book of Boba Fett? Not that I know of. So in in the uh, comics, before they revamped everything, they're like, it doesn't count. It's, you know, whatever. Um, I forgot they call it Star Wars Legacies. I think that's what they call it now. Uh, but he actually survives a Scar- Starlight Pit. So in the comics, he does. But I think, honestly, I don't know. They really didn't expound on it that much afterwards that I know of. Um, so... Yeah, my only understanding of how he survived was his armor is what kept him yep. alive, which is interesting because okay. in the Mandalorian, he didn't on. have his armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, he didn't do a very good job at it. So. 
but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see how they what they do with it. You know, it, I think it's a really cool idea because they get to bring the uh, Jango Fett actor back and make him the Boba Fett actor now. Now, be it a few extra pounds, but you know who hasn't put on a few LBs through the through the, the the COVID. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I think it'll be fun just to even try. You know, like everything that uh, Marvel and Star Wars and and Disney's putting out, it'll be fun just to to even if I dip my toe in and watch the first couple episodes and. See if I like it. And if not, I'll, I'll move on to the next thing. You know, it's 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 the way of the streamer at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my expectation too. Maybe something you don't want to invest too much expectation in, but you know, it might be might be fun to to check out. Yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. gonna say like, oh God, Henry, it's like what you said. Like, you can't please Star Wars fans. Like, there's <laughs> there's always a division. Yeah. <laughs> But um, is there, okay, one, they... thing, one, one thing that caught my mind of the Mandalorian series, I think you said it before, Henry, in like a previous podcast about like, the toy Boba Fett, like how he oh, yeah. used the rocket and everything. I was just like, I, I like was like having like a fangirl moment. I was like, because I feel like that missile scene was like supposed to be very big in the show. And so I feel like, because you told me about it, right? About like how like yeah. the toy like play like a significant role in making that scene come to life. And I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, so what I was, what Pravir was talking about is um, in the, uh, that episode in Mandalorian season two, where we, we do see um, uh, Boba Fett's uh, missile pack being used, right? Like uh, uh, the, the, they actually shoot the missile, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, we see it shot into the eye of this sandworm creature, right? Um, and it's crazy, like the mythology of of the toy, right? The the whole uh, <laughs> choking hazard. <laughs> yeah, like the, the reason why that they, they never released the 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 fireable. Boba Fett missiles because it was like a hazard to kids. They were afraid it was going to shoot a kid's eye out. And the fact that they, they used it in the show to shoot a monster's eye out is just like <laughs> amazing. It's, and, uh, it's incredible attention to detail. It's just a testament to, to that show and like how much they care about like the fan community. It's really cool. Um, is, is there any yeah. speculation or certainty in terms of the timeline that the book of Boba Fett is happening? Is it supposed to be like before the Sarlacc or like, or like post Sarlacc pit or? Oh, well, Hey, you know, that tells me maybe you didn't stick around to watch the very end. of yeah. Mandalorian. Did you watch? I, the I did. Bib, scene? Oh, Bib Fortuna gets what he has got coming towards yeah. him. So I'm just saying. I, well, in that scene, we did see the Ming-Naga character with Boba Fett. So presumably, it, it follows the events the of Mandalorian yeah. Season 2, which, yeah, which is after uh, okay. the Starlight which, Pit. Yeah. Which, which, talking about how uh, time has not been nice to some people, Viv Fortunio got funky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it possible that they're going to teeter between the two? Because, I mean, if they've given us a young Luke Skywalker, why not give us a young Boba Fett? <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that they uh, would have flashback scenes. And the reason why I ask is because my my impression of, 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 of Mandalorians or Boba Fett has always been like, these are the guys that hunt Jedi. I mean, Boba Fett wears Jedi braids, and I'm curious if that's like something they're going to be exploring it sounds really dark for disney oh, plus that, but that would be cool man yeah i mean i i'm sure they'll they'll have some flashbacks in there so we'll see 
yeah, I kind of hope to see what they do. Maybe they'll start, like you said, maybe they'll start with uh, Order 66 and uh, Boba Fett getting on with the Empire a little bit as a, as a mercenary hunting down uh, Jedi. That'd be kind of cool. I didn't think about that. That's, that's, a, that's a cool concept. Dude. Hey, maybe you should call up uh, uh, Disney and, and get them a pitch. Maybe they <laughs> <laughs> could throw a few dollars yeah. your way. Like I said, because I, yeah, I would never thought of that. That's a cool concept, though. I would be, I'd be down with that. All right, what else we got in store, Perfurio? Yeah, uh, well, that's it, I know, for comic book movies. I mean, obviously, like, you got, like, a bunch of, like, because of the HBO and Warner Brothers deal, you got a lot of HBO content coming out. So, like, um, Godzilla vs. King Kong, Mortal Kombat, um, Matrix 4. So, I'm excited to see all those. I mean, like... They're doing a new Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah, <laughs> I just watched that. Are you guys have you guys seen that um, that video game documentary? High what's it called? High High Score or something? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just finished the uh, like Street Fighter Mortal Kombat era episode, and I thought that was really cool. The motion capture for all the characters—that's that's legit stuff. That that was some time-consuming stuff. That was pretty cool to watch. But like you said, yeah. I didn't realize how controversial Mortal Kombat was then. Uh, I mean, just enjoyed right. it as a kid. All you gotta, all you gotta do is piss yeah. off some uh, some stay-at-home moms. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Go for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is there? Yeah. Is there any HBO films that you guys are looking forward to because of that whole like HBO Warner Brothers deal? I don't know how about you guys, but um, Dune is yes. supposed to be coming out. Just about to say that. Uh, so you speak my language. I, I yeah. uh, talking about how uh, awesome remakes. Uh, I, although I do love Sting, <laughs> I was not a fan of the original uh, Dune adaptation, it but uh, it, it just definitely, definitely was. So I, 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 in just watching the trailer for it, I'm interested to see how well they do it. And with today's technology, I mean, I can't see how they're going to do a bad job of it. But like I said, you can always. Uh, ruin something if you make it too short or too long or cut the wrong thing out, but we'll we'll see. And like I said, I, I like several of the actors that are in it, so we'll uh, I'm gonna go in with an open mind. And and if it's not if it's not good, I'm gonna trash it. And if it's if it's good, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna I'm gonna love it and rewatch it over and over again. But on top of that, it's like Wonder Woman. It's coming out on HBO Max free of charge, so I can't I can't really thumb my my nose at it. So it is, yeah, I um... agree. Uh... I, I was this movie wasn't too much on my radar, but when I saw that trailer, like, oh shit, man! Yeah. Like, it, it caught my eye. It definitely caught my eye. I want to check this out. And it's the director of, of the latest Blade Runner movie, uh, so you know he knows how to to do visual storytelling. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. What uh, Superman and Lois? It's a TV series that's going to be coming out, I think, this year, <laughs> isn't it? Very oh, yeah. reminiscent of uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah. man. We're getting the Superman from Supergirl. Hey, I can't complain about that. I actually really liked him as Super, uh, uh, Superman. Because, I mean, Same. I don't know. You couldn't really get... Um, uh, it's not Ray... The guy that plays Ray Palmer on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, he played... Didn't he originally play Superman? He did. So, I guess... I don't know if they would be even be able to bring him back in as Superman if they wanted to. I don't know if I would want him even, honestly. How, would, how did you feel? I mean um about well i i like the new super i like the, i like the new guy that plays superman and what's, yeah. what's i think what's really likable about him is because he has sort of like that big brother feel to supergirl and yeah. i think that's why a lot of people um like are pushing for this new superman 
Yeah, and I, I really liked him, like you said, in, in the Supergirl series. I mean, I was a fan of, which I'm super bummed out that they're canceling yeah. Supergirl because I, I, she's just picture perfect. That That is, to me, that's Supergirl, and she did an amazing job on it. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of glad they're kind of doing a, a pseudo successor to the show a little bit in, in, in this. I'd be interested to see if they're going to make it more of like a you know, like a, a, a more of an action thing, like in the vein of like CW, the CWDC shows, or if they're going to make it more of like a, 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 you know, Three's Company, all in the family kind of thing. If they're just going to make it like you know, on that stage where Superman just flies in and he's just like, hey, God, hey, Lois, how was your day? And I'm just like, if they do that, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> so, but I, I, I'll be interested to see what they do. I don't think they'll do that, but you never know. They might try something a little different. So, I mean, I'm not interested in the show, but wasn't like a trailer released this past week on the show? Yeah, I think there was a trailer that dropped. I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. But, yeah. but you are correct, Rainier. This is a 2021 show. It is coming out this year. Good call. I think Batwoman's on that list as well. There's a, a new Batwoman in town. Oh, don't get me started. Yep. yep. <laughs> they had. I had such high hopes because I loved that uh Cassandra that that uh, uh Cassandra Kane arc that they did in the comics because I remember when Bill Willingham did that I was just blown away by the art style and and the the storyline and then they started to do that and I could tell like they started to do the TV show and I'm like they kind of you could tell they were like misstepping a little bit here and there and I'm just like oh man and then now they're trying to reboot it which if they reboot it and it's and the and the actress is great and the story time storyline is better I'm all for it so I'll at least, like I said, with everything else, like, I'll give it a try. I don't know how, if you guys are going to even look at it, you know, twice or not. But It is interesting how, why Ruby Rose uh, left the show. Did you hear anything about that? I, I didn't even, I try to stay away from the gossip bar kind of stuff. So. <laughs> she, I, she just couldn't handle the, the workload that was required to do a television series. Because I think she's just been in movies prior to that and she just couldn't handle it. Yeah, so she was like, I'm done. Yeah. I can see oh. it a little bit, you know. But uh, I, mean, I thought she was in Orange is the New Black for a while there, too. So I thought maybe she'd been a little bit uh, uh, used to the TV schedule a little bit. But maybe uh, she had been in a couple of movies you know, prior, to, prior to this, too, though. Yeah, so that is right. So, yeah, definitely a different workload. I know that for much. So. Were, you guys, were you guys fans of Smallville? A little bit. I watched, like, a few episodes. <laughs> You're killing there's a number man. of uh, there's a number of podcasts that had come out with Tom Welling um, and uh, Michael Rosenbaum, his his inside of me uh, podcast series. But Tom Welling's on there quite a bit, and he talks about like just the amount of hours that he would work on that show. It was it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine. You know, you're you're basically trying to get an episode. Was it like a, basically shoot an episode a week? Basically, is what you end up doing. And that that is a grueling schedule. But yeah. but yeah, I mean. Smallville, they did a heck of a job for being pioneering that that field of superhero shows. So what's interesting is that the work ethic that he put in is like the gold standard for all of the CW superhero shows. They all look to Tom Welling as like their inspiration, <laughs> a real life Superman, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. I haven't seen him much in any. What has he been in since since that? Really, not a lot, really, that I can think of. Nothing. He was big. he was in. Um, Lucifer. He had a part in Lucifer for I think the second season. I think. Oh wow! Yeah, I think, I yeah he was that. like. Yeah, I think he was like uh, Kane 
like from the Bible in mm. Lucifer. That would be kind of cool. So I didn't get very far in Lucifer all that much. It just didn't, the cop drama really didn't connect with me all that much. But I, you know, I only got like four or five episodes into it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get back into it. So maybe the, uh, the long hours on that show drove some to a sex cult, perhaps. But oh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> maybe that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what so we watched sad. in 2020, oh. that, that, that docu-series, The Vow on HBO, is nuts. That whole Nexium thing is crazy. I gotta oh, yeah. see that. Gotta it, see it, that. It, that is some bizarre stuff, man. Yeah, if you made, I, I'm a huge, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to them or not, but it's the last podcast on the left. left. They do a lot of this stuff, like cults and like uh, serial killers and stuff. Some of the stuff they get into, man, it's like the things that people are willing to put up with to like get somebody's attention. It is insane. So yeah, I, you ain't kidding there, man. I, ugh, the valve. Yeah. I actually started watching that the other day. I, it, it is interesting how that show is shot. I know this completely dives away from what we're talking about, but it's interesting. <laughs> the recordings that they have for that show, yep. it's almost like it's shot in real time. It's so bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so Perfrio, is that is that what you had on your list? Uh, the other last thing that I had was, I mean, like Henry, you know how much I love my horror movies. So nice. I say, like, A Quiet Place Two and Conjuring Three are definitely like at the top of my list of like oh. horror movies to keep an eye out for. And those are both coming out this year, also. Yeah, A oh, Quiet wow. Place. Actually, both these movies were supposed to come out last year, but uh, because of COVID, they were delayed to this year. So I'm really excited for those two. Well, speaking of horror, um, one of my favorite directors, Edgar Wright, is releasing a new movie this year called Last Night in Soho. And apparently it's a psychological horror movie. Um, but basically anything this guy puts out, I will watch. So. Needless to say, this is on my watch list as well. Um, notably, uh, the actress Anya Taylor-Joy is in this movie, and she made a big splash with The Queen's Gambit. So I, I, I always, I, I've always been thinking that Edgar Wright's probably a little disappointed that his movie got pushed out so much because it was slated for like a, like a, I think a September release last year. So... I think he was supposed to be the guy to bring Anya Taylor-Joy to the world, but at this point, <laughs> everyone knows who she is, so it's kind of after the fact. But regardless, uh, I do plan on checking this one out. Um, another one I wanted to call out, Mission Impossible 7. <laughs> Any Mission Impossible fans out there? I really love this series, and I'm totally looking forward to this flick. Uh, you're, I say you're a better man than I am. I, I dropped off <laughs> no. after like I dropped uh, after two, so I just yeah. Oh well, that there, that's three. why. Well, okay. Both of you, I would say that's why because the best in the series four, five, and six are the best. <laughs> the back half is way better than the first half. Like exactly, exactly. I'd okay. say four and five in particular, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Have you Andy? heard? Did you hear about how he yelled at the? Like, come on, you guys have all heard this, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Tom Cruise. Like, no one is surprised. Right? So who take who takes the cake? Tom Cruise or Christian Bale? <laughs> I don't know. I think Christian Bale's hatred was real at the time. I think I don't know. It's it was it was pretty rough. That was crazy. Yeah, Christian Bale's. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, if you have to ask yourself, would you rather be the guy who Bale yelled at or Cruz yelled at? You got to say you'd prefer to be the guy who Cruz yelled at, right? Because, I mean, Christian Bale, like, I would be afraid of that guy, you know? He sounded like he wanted to kill him, basically. I don't know. The power of Scientology could be a little scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's with Batman. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know there's a couple anime heads in here. Now mm-hmm. I had heard that they're making a live action version of Cowboy Bebop. And this is coming out this year. I would love to get your guys' take on, on this one. You want to take this one, Christian? Uh, yeah, they actually started, ca- uh, I think they started casting it already. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, usually, live-action anime adaptions go very, very terribly. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I love Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that either. <laughs> I'm reading all the notes tonight. This is great. <laughs> um, I forget. Uh, although, I will say, um, 10, 15 years ago, I really would have loved to see Keanu Reeves as Spike Spiegel. Mm-hmm. He might be a little too old now, but um, I don't know. I think Cowboy Bebop might be one of the, like the few that that, that could totally work mm-hmm. as a live action like anime adaption. Um, but at the same time, it's like uh, I'm not holding my breath. Oh no! Um, now keep in mind too, uh, they have cast Spike. Yeah. He actually, actually, it didn't it get did. delayed. It got delayed because yeah, he, he yeah. broke his arm or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it, it is. The cast, though. It's John cast? Cho. It is yeah. Mr. Oh, Sulu, yeah. oh, wow. Mr. Milf himself. <laughs> now, now that you know that, Christian, like, what, what are your thoughts then? I do, yeah, I do like John Cho a lot. Um, I'm a big, I do love Harold and Kumar. I'd say uh, he's my up. he's my Harold and my Kumar. Yeah, you yeah. can definitely see that. That's that's a great choice, actually. If yeah, that is me. a really good choice. I I can totally see that. So. I think he'll do a good job, um, you know. But still, with anime adaptions, I'm still gotta like. Uh... Yeah, you're you're kind of sitting on the edge of your seat. You're like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know about this. Please you know, it's like story. it's please have a good story. You, yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> and, and, and the fact that it's in a it's in a TV series. Hopefully, they can kind of. Ho- I hope I hope that they just go along with the regular anime series and kind of do the episodes because if they can do the whole story. I'm good. I, you know, even if you do it a frame by frame, some movies it works for, but some movies, it, yeah, you know, or even TV series, you know, it, it may not work, but you know, like I said, it, I'm excited for it. I really am. Cause Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite animes of all time. It's up there with uh, FMA brotherhood and, 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 uh, or full, full metal Alchemist brotherhood. Sorry. And, uh, uh, and Cowboy Bebop are my, come on my top ones there. So I'm excited. We'll see. Is it going to be, so it's going to be a movie or is it going to be a series? I think it's a series, isn't it? Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. It's a series. And I was thinking that might be the saving grace here. Like they can tell it in a longer format. They can hash out the characters a bit. So uh, if there's any you look forward to for seeing that, that Ein episode. I say you need at least a full <laughs> episode to explain Ein to people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Everyone needs to look at Toad. So. <laughs> Or no, it wasn't with Toad. It was uh, they ate the fungus. That's what it was. Yeah, mushroom. Mushrooms. That's what it was. I could remember. I knew it was. I knew it was a psychedelic. That's all I remember. Cool. So yeah, I think we pretty much got through it. 
Is there anything we may have missed? Anything anyone can think of that uh, we didn't really bring up? That is I, I feel like we flew here? over the matrix pretty quickly. <laughs> Are you guys matrix. excited for that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm interested to see where they, where they take it. I mean, what do you do? from going are, are you going to do like a resurrection story you're going to make it an, a jesus christ analog and it's like what are you going to do with it i mean you already did that once <laughs> it's like what do you do from there <laughs> i'm curious i'm curious how today's technology is going to play into the story because back then they we had we had dial-up <laughs> right that is, that is true uh, yeah 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 it's yeah high speed internet you can get in and out of the matrix pretty fast so <laughs> he had a pay he used a pay phone to get out of the matrix yeah that's now. right like yeah you're, 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 you're gonna love this so i was watching the first one a while back uh with one of my nephews and he's like six seven ish he asked me what that was and i was like god i'm so old <laughs> i am so freaking old at this point i was just like well we're gonna go to a big city one day and you'll see probably see one of those or at least the booth somewhere so and i can explain to you what att southwestern bell is so <laughs> hey you know i gotta be honest i i think the matrix series should have ended after number one so <laughs> that kind of tells harsh, you what I, what I what i think about number four um but you know it's keanu um, I guess I'm willing to to give it a chance. See what he's. Is it by the same directors? Matrix Four. It is. It, it is. is. I, they they are. Oh, actually, you know, I'm looking at the old one. That's yeah, a so good I, question. What, Matrix yeah, Four. Yeah, from what I remember, I don't think it was. I think they might have had something to do with this screenplay, maybe a little bit. Um, but I don't oh, know. Wait. It looks like it's one of the Wachowskis. Lana Wachowskis. Okay. is credited as director oh wow so we'll see yeah, that'll be fun yeah yeah i don't know i mean like current day keanu i think i'd be happier just watching him be john wick for like another 10 movies yeah. what if yeah. what if they de-age him what do you like oh, that? oh god no <laughs> anything's possible guys no yeah program and that, that's how they get away with the CGI, like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Neo's dead, so what are they going to do? Like, Neo and Trinity, and I think uh, Carrie Ann Moss is coming back as well for right. Matrix 4. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so. I, I don't know unless they're like, hey, we're going to make you guys the avatars, you know, the architect and, and the, oh. the one of the people. Maybe they do that with mm. them. I don't know. That would be bizarre, but I mean. We'll have to watch and find out. No, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it. Oh, and just to clarify, I loved the first Matrix, but uh, <laughs> that, that second one, <laughs> that second one, it just didn't do it for you. Huh? Yeah. Nah, nah, I can see that. Yeah, I actually never watched the, the third one in its entirety uh, because it, the second one turned me off so much. So, but they got, they've <laughs> got me they got mechs in it, man. How can you yeah, not the, love it? <laughs> third one caps it off quite well. I mean, I, yeah. I agree, though. I, the first one, you can't hold a candle to that one. The second no. and third, like, they were good. They just, they weren't as good as the first one. Yeah. Try to live up to that hype, and it just never did it. And now, another movie we glossed over a little bit is uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I know, Perfurio, this maybe is your number one movie of the year, right? Aren't you super stoked for this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm really excited for Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. Well, how, how many times did you watch that last Godzilla? The last Godzilla? Yeah, King of the Monsters. 
Last, last count. <laughs> including like the time we watched it at least like six or seven times. I watched it all. There we go. My family came over for Christmas. And that, that was the first movie I made them watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this new one too. It could be it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So the last thing that I had seen or read about uh, Godzilla is I'm I'm rereading Ready Player One. You guys all read it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I read it. I didn't realize Ready Player Two was out. So mm-hmm. I bought that book and I started to reread the first one just to catch up again. And there's just so much great stuff in that book that they left out of the movie. Um, but Godzilla has a really cool part in that in that book. Oh, <laughs> <the> Mech Godzilla. <laughs> Now, Mecha Godzilla, yeah. So I was just about to bring this up. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed Godzilla King of the Monsters a lot also. And I'm looking forward to Godzilla versus Kong. But I mean, in, in these Godzilla reboots, like they, they got to get Mecha Godzilla in there somewhere, right? Like, is there any expectation that he's going to appear in this next Godzilla movie or any talk of of an appearance from Mecha Godzilla, have you heard it all? I don't think, I don't think we're gonna see Mega Godzilla. I think we're definitely gonna see Mecha King Ghidorah, but I don't think Mecha Godzilla. I think just because we already have like Kong and Godzilla, was we'll, yeah. I don't think we're gonna see him. That's disappointing to hear. <laughs> that I makes me the, sad. The, I didn't see the latest Godzilla movie. Have you you've seen that one? Right, Preferio, or have you yeah. guys all seen yeah. it? Yeah, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah. Did you guys like that one? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. No, that, no, that's <laughs> the one Preferio has seen like freaking 10 times. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it it's good. This. It's it's uh, like, if you're like me, you really despised that one that came out a few years before with uh, Aaron Taylor. Um, and when I oh, heard there was like a sequel to it, I was like, forget that, man. Uh, but I did watch it subsequently upon Perfirio's recommendation and yeah it's 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 really good it's a lot of fun yeah they play with the, the Godzilla mythology and um there's there's a lot of cool easter eggs in it and it's uh, it's inter- it's very entertaining that's the one with the uh, 11 in it right yeah Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. I love that you're like she no longer has a name. Her name will be Eleven. <laughs> exactly. By the way, she's really great in um, Enola Holmes. I think that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Talking about Superman, Henry Cavill's in there too. I'm yeah, my man. right. As Sherlock Holmes. Oh, and we're right? getting a Witcher season two. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's coming next. Oh week. yeah, that'll that's be great. great. Oh man. Speaking that's of which, are we? Isn't Stranger Things coming out this year? I think maybe not. I didn't see it on know. any lists. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if uh, they're slated to do that because I know Harbour was David Harbour. He was all booked up doing a couple movies, so I think I don't know if they had time. If they have, I don't know if they've started shooting yet or not. Oh man. Yeah, because I know. Uh, oh, what is her? I can't. I mean, we were maybe we were just making fun of her. Uh, she was doing some uh, movies too. Um, and I cannot remember, so I don't know if they've had time to get in there and really start filming yet, but I mean, I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, he's trapped in yeah. Russia, so I mean, what's gonna what's not to love there? You know, they're gonna go res- rescue him, hopefully. But. He's in Russia about to team up with the Black Widow, I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I said, yeah, he's, he's stuck in Russia. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things is gonna join the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> There's your yep. multiverse. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna train. Um, what's his name? Drago. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow, this is just getting so convoluted, and it's gonna be just. 
Sim Stewart was speaking about anime a little while ago. I, right now, I'm just checking out My Hero, the next season, season five. It's coming out yep. this year. Yeah. So, heck, I excited for that. I, I got that on my slate. And then they've got, uh, I don't know if you guys, either of you guys watched uh, Made in Abyss at all. Uh, that that's kind of another one coming. Out. That's a really cool one. I, if you like dark anime, that's you think that's gonna have a happy ending, but it doesn't. It, it's it's phenomenal. We actually we just did an episode on it too, and my my wife is super into it. And I was like, usually she's all about the um, kind of the high school ones or the the happier ones, the slice of life kind of stuff. Uh, but I was like, she was really into that. I'm like, you're never into dark anime, and <laughs> you're like really into this. <laughs> it kind of scares me a little bit. So, but. Uh, but yeah, that's I'm I'm excited. My I'm a I'm a big fan of the uh, my hero stuff. So it's obviously because superheroes and anime. Who who doesn't love that? So exactly. Very cool. Um, so one thing we can maybe finish on is is there is there like a single thing that is the most anticipated thing of the whole year for you? Anyone have a single thing or maybe like a short list? Oh my goodness, there's too much stuff, like you were saying already. Um I don't know. Um I'll I'll throw something out there. Um I'm really at least the very minimum, I know for one thing I'm really excited that we haven't really talked about was the uh, uh the one thing I'm looking for is Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's supposed to come out this year. Uh talking about uh uh, uh Stranger Things actors. There there are a couple of those guys are gonna be in there. Oh right, um, yeah. That's something I, I grew up with my dad. My dad loved the Ghostbuster movies. Uh, so it's, I'm kind of super, I'm super stoked for that just because I know even though if I go watch it with him, he's going to fall asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> but as old people do, but, uh, but it'll be fun to watch it with him. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. It. Plus it's got Paul Rudd in it too. So who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Yeah. I remember watching that trailer. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, the first Ghostbusters movie definitely is a beloved movie to me as well. Um, like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It happened, you know, <laughs> uh, but with this one, I don't know. I, I didn't get the best feeling watching the trailer. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, it's that I don't know enough. Like I, I don't really know exactly what it's about. And you know, it's probably was on purpose. They don't want to give away the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe my question to you, David, is like with stuff that is like a beloved story, isn't there some fear that they're going to mess it up? Um, yeah. Like how much of it, how much of it is like, oh, it's, this is great reliving my youth and how much of it is, oh, man, don't don't ruin my youth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it kind of like, I guess, going off it a little bit. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about the, 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 the first Ghostbusters reboot. Like I, I loved that cast. That cast was great, but it was just the writing and the dialogue just fell flat for me. So that's what threw me mostly. So that's kind of where I kind of fall in there with that a little bit. You know, it's just like I, I want you to do different and new things with all this uh, IP from the nostalgia uh, of my childhood and things like that. But at the same time, don't, you know, you know, if you're going to make trash, you know, get off my lawn as I'm because I'm going to be an old man here. So it's I. I don't know, it, it, but then they do crazy things like the the Star the Star Trek uh, uh, Discovery series where they go into alternate timelines and alternate realities and things like that. And it, it's they can do some crazy stuff, but 
it just it's just got to be done well. I don't know how you guys feel. Is there anything like that about with for for your guys' childhood that you kind of feel that a little bit or what what sticks out to me is like when they're like reinvigorating an IP there's always the question of what do I like most about it, the nostalgia or is it really a good story? Like I'm yeah. thinking of Cobra Kai right now. Mm-hmm. And if you were to show that to a kid that has never seen the Karate Kid movies, <laughs> what would they think of it? I'm curious. Um, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. 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 I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that. Cause I mean, I haven't even seen the Cobra Kai. I mean, I'm, I'm probably been in a mortal sin here, but I haven't seen Cobra Kai, but I remember watching those. Uh, I don't know how I would feel watching, uh, having seen a lot of the, the karate kid movies and then watching Cobra Kai. Like you guys seem to love it. Like that's, that seems like the logical way people should go with things if they're going to make it kind of like inject it with a little bit of nostalgia, but also provide a new avenue of storytelling in it and, and fleshing out some characters that you maybe didn't have uh, in the original IP. Probably that's, that's how I feel about it. I don't know. And then like the you- opposite end of that is like Mandalorian. Like it's got everything star Wars in it, Yeah, but it's not like, it's like subtly in there and it, but it's not necessarily driving the story, but it's like, if you've seen it, you get it. But yeah. if you haven't seen it, yeah. you're still going to like it, you know? Yeah. Well, you guys brought up a, a couple interesting examples, Mandalorian and Cobra Kai. Um, both of these shows are heavily um, influenced by fans. So I know the Cobra Kai creators are just like super karate kid fanboys, you know, and, um, you know, John Favreau gets a lot of credit for Mandalorian as well. He should. But the other guy is like the unsung hero, Dave Filoni. This guy is basically, he's like, he's like us. <laughs> he's just a fan. Um, but so much of his contributions are like, are the fan moments in the show, right? So it's kind of like we've been talking about. We talked about the Snyder Cut and everything. Um, this is kind of the world we're heading into, right? The fans are starting to take over. Um, and a lot of it is, is great, you know? Um, you got to worry in some cases, but yeah, like in a lot of cases, if, if it's fans who are, are running it, who are, are telling the story, um, then fans of the original material will, will probably be, be cool with it. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think old, what, it can be a old, good thing. What's the old adage, the geeks will rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right, right. But back to your original question, Henry, like, if are, are we am I afraid if something is rebooted, is it gonna like taint my my enjoyment for the original? I don't think so. Like, I mean, I love the original Star Wars trilogy, and then when the prequels came out, not my cup of tea, but it's not gonna ruin the original Star Wars trilogy for me. You know what I mean? Uh, Misa thinks you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I thought Jar Jar was going to have some amount of presence in so Mandalorian. Little, yeah, I know. I was like, please, yeah. God, don't be in there. Please, God, don't be in there. Yeah. <laughs> because if there's anyone that could pull it off, it would be Dave Filoni and yeah. John Favreau. They, they see- did make a reference to Jar Jar with the Bill Burr episode yep. in uh, season one, right? Yeah, that was funny. So pulling out my dad, my dad paints here a little bit. I got my kid a little Star Wars book. Uh, it's called Darth Vader and Son. And there's a one flap oh, yeah. in there where it's like he, he Luke is pointing at a toy of Jar Jar. He's like, I want that toy. And he goes, this is not the toy you're looking for. And I'm just like, this is, I'm like all the little things I'm watching him do is just, it's just phenomenal. 
So if you, if anybody's got, if anybody's got kids out there, just go buy the book because uh, Jeffrey Brown is the guy that, that wrote it. And it's phenomenal. He was, did one for Darth Vader and daughter too. So I, I, yeah, I'm hoping to get that one at some point too, but it, yeah, it, like you said, you, you, I was really hoping Jar Jar didn't pop up in there at all, but I was making maybe he had his head on a wall somewhere or something like that. But sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I love that character to an extreme. Oh, by the way, going back, Perforio, your comment about like the the missile that uh, the Mandalorians shoot out of their 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 packs, like that attention to detail. One of the things that I really love most about Mandalorian <laughs> was how they put into canon how stormtroopers specifically the scout troopers are terrible shots <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, oh my God, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I think it has caused quite a ruckus among the 501st legion apparently <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> uh, going back to to your question henry uh yeah i mean i don't think nostalgia like you know like like kobukai for example like I didn't grow up with the Karate Kid movies. I actually only saw the first one, but Cobra Kai, like, I could tell it references like the second movie a lot, but I still enjoyed it. I didn't. I had to like catch, play catch up as I was watching the series and um, put the pieces together. But it was still a good storyline that relied heavily on like Karate Kid Part Two, which mm-hmm. I never saw. But I still thought it was an amazing storyline that they were able to explain to people who hadn't watched the show or the movies. Yeah, there's something to it where if you have creators who are really invested in the material, it it almost doesn't matter. Like the fact that you never saw Karate Kid 2, it didn't matter because like the the heart they put into the, the Karate Kid 2 homage scenes, like... It just it just seeped through, right? The emotion seeped through, and it just was instantly meaningful. Like uh, it, you could tell that the 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 content was important to them, so they they wanted to tell the story in the right way. So, yeah, there there's definitely something to that, for sure. Yeah, I kind of see that a little bit. Like I don't know how you guys do, but do you remember the the Marvel Netflix shows? I remember when those came out, like with. Uh, you really see that with uh, uh, Daredevil and Luke Cage and even with the Jessica Jones a little bit. But then you get like you get some rando directing Iron Fist and it should have gone so much different. So in such a different tone if you could have done that. But like I said, it, it's it's one of those things. It's like, do I want them to go out and play with this IP that I love and cherish? Because they can make some amazing things like I if you did. Uh, you know, ten seasons of that Luke Cage. I would have watched it over and over again because I love I love Luke Cage, and I was really hoping they were going to do Luke Cage and Iron Fist. But you know, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's, like you said, Henry. It's 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 you, you don't know you you don't know if uh, if uh, if it's going to be good or bad. But it's it, in the end, you got to at least just try it a little bit, you know, and see if it works out for you. So yeah, yeah. Right now, I think there's enough being done correctly and done well that were good. Um, but yeah, I think about the Fantastic Four franchise a lot. It's kind of sad what happened, you know, yeah. they were the first family of Marvel yeah. and the movies were just so God awful. Like we're talking like all three of them, right? Yeah. Um, they just tanked the whole franchise. Like Marvel comics stopped making yeah. Fantastic Four. It's really, it's, terrible which, which you has know? been going on for it would have been going for how long it was yeah, one of the first comics the they ever 60s. started yeah yeah, yeah that just 
blows my mind. Right. So there's, there's, you know, there's a bright horizon, you know, yep. with, with uh, the reboot, you know, announced, uh, but that just the, the current state is, it's just kind of sad what, what happened. And, you know, it's, it's to no fault of the comics. It's, it's these piss poor film adaptations. Right. So yeah. Um, like a bad adaptation can, Kill, can right? ruin things for sure. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we, we know this. <laughs> so that's, that's why there's, there's always a bit of, of, you know, fear going into some of these, right. It's like, please don't mess it up. You know, yep. if it's, especially if it's something you, you really love and maybe you grew up with or something. No, right. I said, no, yeah. don't me. <laughs> I especially, I feel like with the Hellboy series a little bit, you know, it's, yeah, it definitely is there. That last movie, it just, yeah. It made me cry. <laughs> it made me cry a little bit. So made you cry in the wrong way yeah it should never make me cry in the wrong i should be tears of joy but uh but yeah all right any last thoughts christian what were you saying here it might cut out christian oh i said if only we got that third guillermo del toro movie instead so I'm really hoping they do it like an animated series with Parliament because if they if they ever get him to come back, the dude is going to be like 80, and I don't want to see Hellboy with a walker. No offense, so <laughs> it's just like I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. So, but uh, fingers crossed, we'll at least maybe see an animated film, and if till then, I'll just rewatch Golden Army over and over again until it makes me makes me happy. So we'll see. Cool, that would be really cool. Like, I really like Castlevania. Uh, oh, so, oh yeah yeah something well, like a hellboy in the kind of like that vein yeah well they did they really did a cool. couple animated animated uh movies of uh hellboy like little, little shorts and things like that yeah oh, i never actually watched it <laughs> yeah uh it's not sound and fury it's um it's not storm of swords but i can it's like blood and thunder or something like that um but look them up yeah they did them uh a while back i think one is based on the japanese uh comic they did where he goes over to japan and he used to fight some japanese demons that one they did and the other one's about uh norse some norse gods he ends up fighting so it's 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 fun it's good little like quick little 25 minute each yeah yeah look them up man they're, they're great check so. them out yeah Uh, so on my end, real quick, um, obviously I'm looking forward to Marvel stuff this year. Top of the list, definitely Shang-Chi and the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Really can't wait for that. Um, uh, a note on Hawkeye also. I've been reading the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comic series. Holy shit, so freaking good. Yep. And as I understand it, the Hawkeye TV show is based on those comics. It's going to have Clint Barton and Kate Bishop in it, and uh, yeah, this might be this might be the sleeper Marvel show of the year. I think it comes out kind of late in the year, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this one too. It could be a, a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else? Any any last little mentions uh, of stuff you're looking forward to this year? Looking forward to going to theater. Looking forward to new movies, getting back to normal. And yeah, there's there's something about eight dollar popcorn popcorn is it's just so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. You know? Under my comic shop, yeah. Yeah, you ain't oh, that the yeah. truth. Hallelujah to that. 
Oh, you know, that makes me think too. Um, I'm kind of curious, you know, I know the, the response to Wonder Woman wasn't great, but I'm just curious about the experience of watching like a huge superhero release on the, for the first time at home on TV. What, what was that like? What was the sensation of, of that experience? I mean, we've been, we've been doing movies here, like we're treating it like a theater. Um, you know, we'll turn the lights down low, pop some popcorn and movies on and it's game time. Um, so we treat it like that to relive that's, that's that experience. Cool. That's cool. But you know, you can pause and go to the bathroom. <laughs> nice. And like, if you like go on your phone or something. It, and oh, like, phone's off in our house actually when uh, we're watching. It's good. Oh, yeah, movie nights. <laughs> Serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like but that. Like if, if I get a text or something, I like, I can, I can do, I have the option where it's like, Right, I really hate it when people do that in like a theater. Like yeah. I don't even talk in movies. Like I'm silent as a stone. <laughs> do so you think here. maybe part of the disappointment of the movie was not seeing in theaters? Do you think you would have had a better response if you'd been in a movie movie theater? Uh, probably worse, honestly. <laughs> oh no, say <laughs> I, I. I really didn't like the movie. So yeah. like the uh, the fact that like okay, at least I watched it on my HBO Max subscription, where I could also watch other things. Mm-hmm. instead of like setting the time aside paying for the tickets paying you know maybe paying for parking depending <laughs> on where like and then going to see it and be like oh oh but that's that's me personally <laughs> like i'm really happy this game oh uh, yeah I'm, to I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm totally awesome. all right with there yeah i'm totally right there with you christian it's it's if i would have paid money like good money i don't know i know it's probably a little more expensive to go to a movie out in California as opposed to Missouri, but it's still like 13 bucks per, per person to go here. And so it's just like, yeah, I, I spent 13 bucks to go to a movie, maybe for 26, probably because I probably take my wife or, or, you know, and I'll probably get popcorn, whatever you smuggle, whatever you can in. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, yeah, it, it would definitely have been a lot more disappointing, I think than uh, what it was. So. Mm. I mean, unless the movie shot in IMAX, I, I think I'm I'm enjoying movies at home just as much as the theater, but yeah. it'd be great to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, in that vein, uh, the Black Widow movie is finally going to come out this year, and they're slating it for a, a May seventh release, which is you know a few months from now. But uh, I'm thinking, you know, COVID's going to be far from over on May seventh, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Then it begs the question, are they going to consider some sort of simultaneous streaming release or what? Uh, I don't know, Perferio, you, you've read up on this a bit, right? Do you know what the release is going to be like for this movie? I mean, they're still so far slated for just a theater release on um, for May. Uh, Disney so far has announced only like a few movies that are going to be released on Disney Plus and movie theaters, like... Uh, Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Coelho de Vil, but so far, like for the Marvel content, so far it's only going to be theater released. All right. Well, it sounds like I'm going to have to get myself to a drive-in theater on May seventh because, uh, yeah, I don't want to miss this one. And like, it sounds like that's the only way we can do this safely. But it's going to be interesting because I-, I mentioned this movie in particular because it sounds like the other ones, like Shang Chi, were we're talking July, Eternals is later, Spider-Man's at the end of the year. So 
theoretically, I think it'll will, will be safe by summer. I mean, you know, fingers crossed. Um, but with Black Widow, yeah, I mean, that's it's just too early. So, um, yeah, I have seen every single MCU movie in the theater on opening weekend. So, got to keep the streak alive, right? <laughs> but but did you do the twenty four hour marathon prior to Endgame? <laughs> that I've never done it. I've never done any of those. Those look insane. Awful. That's insanity. Awful. <laughs> So it's like, do I want to sit there with an adult diaper on and watch these movies? It's like, no, not really. Yeah. I'll, I'll pass. So. Yeah. I don't think you could pay me to, no. to do that. I had a buddy that did it. He was out in uh, Washington State, and he he did it. And I'm like, dude, I was like, why, why? He's like, it was fun. I was like, no, it's not fun. I was like, no, no, not at all. But whatever. You know, was that, was that special exclusive poster worth it? <laughs> <laughs> I, exactly. I was like, "You do you, man." Yeah. Also, he's also single. It doesn't. He, he has all this extra money, so he's a software engineer. And I'm like, "You do you, man." So I, was like, I, I tried doing that for Harry Potter, and I think I could. I tapped that after the fourth movie. Yeah. It's not easy. Not easy. Not easy. Like, how long can you keep your keep your hand on the car to win the prize? So I, yeah, <laughs> I, not me. <laughs> yeah. I would like to throw in there that I, I would be excited for Comic-Con since some of us have tickets, oh. but I don't even know what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Oh, man, oh. that is like right on that borderline. I don't know, especially do for think? an event like that where there's so many people in a small indoor area. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I well, don't know. I hope they have it this year. I don't know. Because when is it slated? Because I, I've actually never been to San Diego Comic-Con because I'm assuming you guys are gone. So you're a little bit closer being in the Bay Area. but uh, In July. Yeah. Like in July. July. Yeah, it's yeah. always July. I kind of wonder if they they might consider doing it later this year at, or, or I don't know, maybe postponing it to next year. I wonder if year. Comic-Con registration is going to require you to show a COVID vaccination card or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And all that that'd be interesting to see especially with everybody coming like people coming internationally too yeah i, I don't know man yeah i don't know they might I just really end up doing know. like another virtual one which it wasn't bad but it's it's still not the same you know it's, yeah. it's like doing things in person is fun it's kind of like you know sitting here talking with you guys i'd rather be sitting around the table with you guys shooting a bowl drinking a beer or something like that it's yeah. still it's okay but it's not the greatest so it could be yeah. a lot better yeah yeah it's it's not quite the same as no. in person no but yeah. one day we'll get back. Oh, <laughs> All right. We've been uh, running a bit long, so I think we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Henry, Porfirio, Christian, Rainier, and David. <laughs>